BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On March 12, 2018, Brentwood, New York artist Craig Mack passed away at the age of 47. His debut album, Project Funk the World, was released on September 20, 1994, under Bad Boy Records and produced timeless classics such as Flavor in Your Ear and Get Down. I reached out to legendary producer Easy Mo B, who produced five tracks on Project Funk the World, to talk about the late MC. What was your role on Craig Mack's first album, Project Funk the World? My role on Craig Mack's album, Project Funk the World, was as a producer. I produced five songs on the album, namely Flavor in the Year. And if you didn't know who's rhyming, I guess I'm going to say Craig Mack with perfect time. Get down. Judgment Day. When God comes. What the fuck's going on inside the bed? Should they roll them all? Fake is how it is. And a track called Mainline. When did you, uh, I guess, when, prior to producing uh, those five tracks, when did you first meet uh, Craig Mack? And what were your first impressions of him, not just as a person, but also as an artist? Was there anything that kind of stood out to you? First, it, it started off with um, Puff, Puffy, uh, going from intern at Uptown Records. And he came to me, I remember, he announced that, yo, I'm starting my own label. So, um, however he got a hold of Craig Mack, he got him, he brought him to me. It's like, yo, I want you to do a track for him. So there was that I had that I was holding for a while for a certain artist. I don't want to keep repeating it because I don't, (laughs) but Puff was like, yo, are you holding that? Let me get that. Like, I'll cut you a check for that right now. So that track, became the first track that I submitted for his new artist, Craig Mack. And that was the Flavor in Your Ear track. And then from there on, then secondly, then we recorded uh, Get Down, the main line track, Judgment Day. What was it like working with uh, Craig in studio, together in studio? Uh, what was he like? Did you kind of, uh, not the Flavor in Your Ear beat, but... Uh, the other beats did you kind of create their the beats on the spot did he write to those beats did he write in studio kind of did he do how was he 
some working with in studio. Craig, he had a he had a number of different personalities when it came to writing and creating in the studio. There was times where he was up and he was excited and real animated and laughing, ha ha. <laughs> then there, then there's other times when I watched him struggle with when he was coming up to the track. He's like, "Mo B, man, you know, I'm trying to get this right." write this right thing down that this, this track is fire like and he was struggling sooner or later then finally he came with what he came personality wise if I had to compare him to somebody I, I would say there's a cross between Bismarcky and and uh, and uh, Buster Rhymes and the reason why I would make those comparisons is because we all know Bismarcky he had like the I don't know if you want to call it like the drunken style in <laughs> rap. And he was, um, he could be real comical with his flow and everything. And then the other half of the comparison to Buster Rhymes comes from just being animated. You know, he was a, he was a, he was real animated. Um, even when he rhymed and stood in front of you freestyling, he's using his hands and he's doing all these hand movements and he, he um, vocally, tone-wise, he's dipping low and then coming back up. All those vocal tails and lows, you know what I mean? And then the animation with the hand movements, yeah. like, yo, this dude is he's animated so not to compare him to Busta Rhymes, but you understand what I'm saying. The animated thing is a, a cross between the two. That's how he came off to me. But no, nah, he wasn't copying them. Definitely had his own style. Easy. I want to ask you about a couple of the tracks and a little bit more about Craig. But I just have a, so Project Funk, uh, Project Funk, the World dropped September 20th, 1994, Bad Boy Records. Can you kind of take us back to that time in 94? What was the mood of the industry when the album dropped? And how is this album meant to be different and even similar, for that matter, for what was being heard at the time? Well, when we go back to September 1994 for the release of um, the single first and then the album Project Funk the World, one thing you've got to understand is that at that particular time right there, West Coast was rocking. Rocking hard. Mm -hmm. It was kind of kicking our ass. I'm not even going to lie. In 1994, you had um, Doggy Style, Snoop, he was rocking. And formerly, just before that, Doggy, Scott, Doggy Style came off of the hills of the chronic. And that, for the most part, right there, on a larger scale, especially on the, on the commercial scale, even though it was hip-hop, I mean, that's what was really, really doing doing well, doing the best. So when Flavor in Your Ear entered, it was looked upon as, not looked upon as, it was this totally different sound that came out of left field. You know, the whole funky feel to the track, all the way to that screaming siren that I put in the track that... <laughs> it was almost like, you know, when in the summertime, like in the hood, you know, we would sit on 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 the on the steps, on the sidewalk, on the benches in the park. You hit this loud ass fire truck, 
come barreling down the street and it's louder than anything. You cannot ignore it. That's what flavor in your ear was in Craig Mack's entry. It was that that fire truck barreling, coming ramming down the street louder than anything that you just could not ignore. And from that point on, to be honest, um, the the odds were in our favor. When I say our favor, I mean as far as East Coast hip-hop. That just kind of like put New York back on the map. And I have to be clear in my speaking, not like I'm speaking in an East versus West sense. I'm just speaking in particular at the time. What was number one? What was rocking the hardest? And how Craig Mack, when he came in, it was just like this this aggressive entry, man, that just kind of knocked everything down and changed course. New York um, kind of regained its title and uh, and took a whole a brand new direction. And then you all you you already know from there on what happened with Bad Boy Entertainment with Biggie and all the other artists that followed. It's almost like the takeover. <laughs> you know, obviously, flavor like you mentioned. I mean, flavor in the, flavor in your ear and flavor in your re- remix have really stood the test of time. Um, was there ever when the track you know hit and dropped? Was there ever worry on Craig's part that would, this would be a track that kind of would define him? You know, be that track that everyone would want to hear, or was he not even thinking that at the time? He was just. Really wanted to be an artist. From the impact of that song, that first song, to be honest, the yeah. first two singles, Flavor in Your Ear and the following Get Down, he didn't really have a choice. But, but across the span of those two tracks, the sound of those two tracks and the effect that came from them, that's what became his trademark. And he had no other choice but to just like kind of deal with that. When you heard Fla- Greg's lyrics on flavor in your ear what was your first impressions of the track of what he did that boy is good <laughs> <laughs> like eddie murphy said in, 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 in uh, uh, coming to america not really that's what i felt like i felt like yo this dude is like i said he was so different than anybody that i had ever heard besides that Biz and Buster comparison that I made. Um, I felt like the track was definitely going to get noticed. There's been some things that I, in my time that I produced, and I had a feeling that maybe it might slip under, like might run past like water, might people might not get it. But this was a track, the lyrics and and the beat combined. I was like, oh yeah. I think we definitely got to see some results for this one. <laughs> definitely. When you guys produced that, when you produced Get Down and he laid the vocals over that, what was the kind of the studio dynamic for that one? Um, did you, do you, is that something where you both kind of talked about what the, what your goal with the track was going to be or were you just creating the beats and he was just writing to that particular beat at the time? You know what the amazing thing is? Is like after something incredible happens, right? You take, for instance, these records and Craig Mack that we're talking about right now. People will come back years later, like how you are right now. Like, you know, what were you thinking? 
<laughs> that, and you know what? There was no special magic. I was just trying to do the most banging track. And I think lyrically, he was really trying to come with it too. Um, at that time, you got to understand that MCs, rappers had more of a li liberty to be lyrical. And when I say lyrical, um, genuine hip hop lyrical, not where you had to have this, this commercial formulaic thing going on and, and trying to appease R&B or this and that. Yeah, you wanted to get on the radio, but I'm just saying there was a lot more freedom back then, lyrically, for rappers to express themselves. And musically, as producers back then, we were able to take uh, more chances, free to take all the chances that we wanted. So flavor in your ear what it was, but as far as get down, if I had to describe Get Down, Get Down is like a slightly more up-tempo, crispier, fuller, more musical track. Because Flavor in Your Ear, if I could, like, if I had to draw it in my mind in a picture, Flavor in Your Ear got, whole, it got holes in it, a lot of open spaces in it, and it's sparse. It gave a lot of room for you know, for you to focus on what he was saying. Get Down was musically, it was a, a, a much more fuller track. It was more musical. There were no holes. In other words, the, the music is just constant. that I created the sample in the background. So now you have something that's a little bit more dense, uh, a little, little bit more up-tempo. Up you have something that uh, is a little bit more up-tempo and that's what makes it even the more danceable. So, and, and mind you, none of this is going through my mind. Like I'm trying to create a certain formula or do a certain thing. He was just trying to do the best track. And I guess he was just trying to write the best lyrics. There was no magic. It was just us trying to make the most banging hip-hop thing that we could at the time. I remember the pressure from Puffy, though. He's like, yo, come on, come on, man. You got to give me another one. And, you know, Puffy, he was... <laughs> he, would, he would come down on you. He'd put that pressure on. Yo, we would, after this flavor in your ear, man, yo... Tell me, you got to come with another one. You need another one. I was like, yo, I got you. I got you. I would go <laughs> home and concentrate. Brought that back to the studio. Shout to um, engineer Bob Basie Brockman. I remember being in, in the hit factory. And I don't know, something he did to the, to the bottom of the track for the bass line. Hmm. You had a Hertz that was hitting so low. I can't even describe it. It's like bass that goes so low. Maybe you, you can hear it, but you feel it more than you can no. hear it. 
equal to to things they talk about like dog tones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the record was just EQ'd that way. And when I first heard it, I said, "Oh shoot, we got another one." <laughs> and I had I had to go and check out for myself at the time. The tunnel was real hot. Funk Master Flex, rest in peace, uh, DJ Big Cap. They were down there, and everybody was telling me, yo, you better come now to the tunnel and check out. Yo, they, they running your joint down there. You got to come see this. And I went down there, and I saw it from my, with my own eyes. It's like the whole, the whole club erupted. <laughs> as soon as the records um, came in, and it was just an amazing time, man. It was just, it really was. Easy. I want to talk about this real quick. You, uh, you know, you, when Craig Mack passed, obviously everyone mentioned Slavery in the Air and, you know, even Get get Down. But when he passed on your Instagram page, you said, um, the man who rapped, what you going to do when God comes, has unfortunately passed away yesterday on March 12th, 2018. Uh, what was the importance of the track, When God Comes, for you? And then how did the track come together? Well, the importance of When God Comes on the Project Funk the World album to me was it was about time that that a rapper, someone in hip-hop stood out and just totally threw themselves into the state of conviction, not having anything to prove gangster-wise as a ladies man or whatever whatever point it is you feel like you had to prove Craig seriously lowered his guard you understand when he did that he, in my opinion in the history of hip hop I think he kind of broke the mold a little bit you know that's not very easy to do hip hop has always been about bolstering you know what I mean right. um, hip hop to me has always meant I'm better than you. And that goes for the beats. Of course, it goes for the lyrical because we see, you know, MCs naturally, they battle each other and everything. So hip hop is all about, I got something to prove. And a lot of that, out of a lot of that, you get a lot of, you know, bravado, chest bumping, chest pumping and all of that. But in the case of when God comes, you gotta think think about it, man. That's that's a a serious thing. This brother lowered his guard and took some time out on his hip hop album mm-hmm. to say, "What you gonna do <laughs> when God comes?" In other words, what he was speaking of, basically, in other words. He was speaking about the rapture. He was speaking about Judgment Day. That just struck me like, and then I'm a, I myself I'm a strong believer in God too. So I was I was totally okay and fine with it. You know, I wasn't trying to tell him what what, what to do on the record. I looked at it like we were making history just by him lowering his guard. And and um, the dude was praising God on a hip hop record. That's huge. I don't know if I could say that was the actual first in hip hop, but at, at with, with one with with when God comes, 
he was telling us other other hip hoppers, it's okay to believe in God. It's okay to fear God. That was huge to me. What was the uh, what was the reaction by? I mean, you know, industry people, Puffy, or even the fans at that time to that track. Well, I, I don't know. I think when God comes is something that I guess uh, Puff kind of took it like you know that's the song you want to do. You know, yeah. I mean, musically, sonically, when we would play it back in the studio, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, Puff, he loved it. But I'm pretty sure he. Topic-wise, there's other songs that he would gravitate to more. Uh, on Instagram, he also wrote a story about uh, trying to persuade uh, Craig Mack to make music again. For you, why did you want Craig to make music again? You know, I said in in that post that I did on Instagram that we had a long talk o- over the phone and I was trying to persuade him to, to rap again. Come to find out, I don't know if this was pre-recorded stuff or if he was actually laying down new tracks, but supposedly there was an album that he was working on with Eric Sherman too. Right. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I, from his camp. And, um, I, 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 uh, I had a conversation with him and, you know, because he changed his life and, and, uh, he turned his life over to God. And he got this new direction. Um, of course, he was kind of reluctant to getting back on the mic. Because, you know, um, compared to a lot of the other stuff that he was rhyming about. And I don't know, I guess he was just kind of scared to rap again. And I was, I, I made, I made it clear to him. I told him, I said, look, Greg, rap is like glass, man. It's a vessel. Rap is like a glass. You can fill it with water, fill it with orange juice, fill it with Pepsi, with soda. And then you can also fill it with liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get, where, you get where I'm going? So then I told him, I said, so for you, look, if, if the rap glass gets filled with gangster, if it gets filled with sex, if it gets filled with uh, straight bravado, you can fill it with your message. Mm-hmm. I said, say what you want to say, man. And I said, and the souls that you want to reach, I said, you'll still be able to get your point across and you'll reach the souls that you want to. And it was like, okay, Moby, all right. I sent him five to six tracks, something like that. I still got them bunched together downstairs. And, and as far as I'm concerned, they'll always, always stay bunched together in memory of him, mm. you know, but I sent him those tracks and I, I didn't hear back from him again. I didn't want to rush him. I wanted to give him some time to lay with the tracks and feel comfortable enough to have time to write to him. So about two weeks later, something like that, I hit him back up. He didn't hit me back. I tried one more time. I tried another time. He didn't hit me back. By that time, we were nearing the end of the year and the holiday was on. Um, creeping in Thanksgiving to Christmas and all of that. So I'm real occupied with the holiday season. Mm-hmm. The turn of the year 2018 comes in and I still got Craig on my mind. I'm wondering, just wondering about him. And 
just being busy, still moving on. I'm not really tripping. I'm not really thinking about it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, where's Greg? What did he write to those tracks? And then come to find out, March 12th, 2018, about a week ago, somebody announces. And as a matter of fact, the first news that I got was from DJ Scratch. He was the one that told me, see, you Craig Mack passed away. And he just left that one sentence. I'm like, nah, stop playing. Call, call DJ Scratch back immediately. And uh, he confirmed it. For anybody that may not know, DJ Scratch being the uh, former DJ for EPMD, Craig Mack, he told me he used to go on the road with with EPMD, and he explained to me how Craig Mack was his roadie back in the day. He explained to me that, I'm talking about DJ Scratch, he explained to me that one of the only duties that Craig had was to carry his turntables, whatever he needed carried from the, from the, from the truck or the limo or whatever it was to the hotel, from the hotel to the, to the venue. And then when they got there, it was Craig's um, responsibility to hook up the turntables. And Scratch told me, he said it got to the point where Craig got so good at it, he never, ever had to worry. He'd be at the hotel or whatever. When he got there, all his stuff would be set up. But in that conversation, man, initially with Scratch just sending that one sentence about, yo, Craig Mack passed away last night. I was like, what? Like, stop playing. And Scratch is not one to play jokes. So that one sentence just scared me. I had to call him. I had to know more. I had to uh, confirm it and prove it. Easy. I just want to, I know, I've, I, I thank you. I appreciate this so much. And I just have one more question. Uh, what would, what, what would you want, uh, the the listener or his fans or even hip hop fans to take away from Craig Mack as a person, but also as an artist. And what can an artist, an, another artist, learn from him about working in studio, writing, etc.? If there's anything that um, any of the artists out there or anybody, especially those in music, if there's anything that you could take from Craig Mack, make your own. Um, I would I would say um, don't be afraid like he was to lower your guard. Be open to throwing your soul into the state of conviction and just bearing all. You know, those are the kind of records and those are the kind of artists that always are the most successful. Those that bear all, those that lower their guard throw themselves into the state of conviction and give you a real true peek into their soul. That is the definition of real soul music. Easy Moby. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about the late, great uh, Craig Mack. Oh, no problem, man. Just like a piece of sizzling, you'll fit inside my stomach with the eggs and grits between. Take them down, man.
back. The king is what I mean. I mean, my man, get a cup and put some change inside your hand. Now hold up. Let's make this official. Everybody, let's agree that MCs need a tissue. The folks, my only issue. I bet your mama miss you, and I bet the Mac take off like an MX missile. No more of your whining on the charts climbing as I make the funk kicking out my heart of an anonymous. And if you didn't know who's rhyming, I guess I'm gonna say Craig Mac with perfect timing. You won't be around next year, my rap's too severe, kicking my flavor in your head. Here comes a brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. Mac's brand new flavor in your ear. Craig Mac, 1000 degrees. You'll be on your knees and you'll be burning, begging, please. Brother Freeze, man's in Stamina like Bruce Jenner, the winner, tasting MCs for dinner. You're crazy like crazy. that glue. That think that you can outdo my one-two that's sick like the flu. Shake them down, boy. I flip, boy, all the time. Because, boy, the rhyme you kick and ain't worth a dime. Seems like there's no competition in this rap world expedition. You come around and knock you out position. Knock them out. No flame could ever dig a grave. Both the Mac, the power pack, and black make you see man crap. And here comes a brand new flavor in your ear. Max a brand new flavor in your ear. Here goes a brand new flavor in your ear. Time for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. Max, brand new flavor in your ear. Here comes a brand new flavor in your ear. Time for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. Max, brand new flavor in your ear. Ha! Max, dope with more hope than the Pope, but for MCs more knots than rope. I'd like to break it down, down, breaking, forsaken laws that MC shaking with this track that my man's making. MCs will run like a bomb threat, I bet, what? or better yet, uh-huh. make your sweat getting hotter than the sun get. Yeah. Craig Mack is the flame that bumps from here to Tibet. Boy. I break all rules with my action, that the maxins and MCs stop relaxing. This brand new sheriff that's in town, getting down, leaving bodies buried in the ground. I set up rhymes for a decoy down for bad boy. Watch the MCs I destroy. And here comes the brand new flavor in your ear. Time for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. Max, brand new flavor in your ear. Here comes the brand new flavor in your ear. It's time for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking brand new flavor in your ear. Max, brand new flavor in your ear. Ha! Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.